because vibrations are hitting me and bringing me down. Oh, oh man, no, stop man. it. I'm like the Beach Boys. <laughs> I'm giving up good vibrations. <laughs> She's giving me the yeah, excitation. She's giving me the Nothing comes with a guarantee. Now, I don't care if you're the Pope of Rome, President of the United States, or Man of the Year. Something can all go wrong. Go ahead, you know, complain, tell your problems to your neighbor, ask for help, and watch him fly. Now, in Russia, they got it mapped out so that everyone pulls for everyone else. That's the theory, anyway. But what I know about is Texas. And down here, you're on your own. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 104, and my name is Scott. My name's Jared. My name is Michael. Nice. Welcome. What? Uh, on today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, as well as... I guess there's no film news, really, is there? Not a not lot. Really. No, no, there's none. There's none. Uh, but Because we really have a major task at hand, right, guys? Yeah. We're here to talk about Split. Yeah. From M. Night Shyamalan. Wow. And this is going to be a spoiler-heavy... Yeah, like, where in the review is that going to go? Oh, my God. We're going to warn you. I think, I think what we should do is there should be two spoilers. There's Just, oh, wicked. So, spoiler one... Wow. And then spoiler two. I think because... It'll be right at the end. And people people who know what to look for will know that that's... You just... You don't want to power through this. You you, Go see Split, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan is back, probably? He's on his way. That's what I was saying. He's he's, he's working his way up. He's back. You can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes or through the podcast software of your choice. You can subscribe to our episodes on Stitcher, if you like. It's pretty cool. Ooh. We're expanding. We are expanding our horizons. Modernizing. Stitcher, kind of better than iTunes. It's a little more Diff- sleek. Maybe different. Well, it's D- just for podcasts, right? So iTunes is a much more broad platform, but wide reaching. Mm-hmm. And that's why you should go there to leave us your favorite Hassan Pfeffer recipe. <laughs> Is that what's going on? I mean, on? I was going to actually ask for that this okay. week. So here's the deal. You go to iTunes, and if you like, you can leave us a five-star review. And then the next step would be to put your favorite recipe for whatever you really are fancy in that day. Into the place where you would actually generally write a review of the show. Yeah, it's unrelated. Yeah. Food Don't worry is, about doing that. Food is more important than our put podcast, the right? there. Uh, Hassan, what is Hassan Pepper? So I was gonna, it's a delicious dish, you know, and so I was thinking that this week we would ask for some Haas and Pfeffer, 
Yeah. But uh, something interesting happened. <clears throat> uh, so please reach out to us, verticalviewing at gmail.com. You can do that whenever you like. We're always here. A shoulder to cry on, I think I said. Uh, <laughs> and you can email us, verticalviewing at gmail.com, just like the provider did. And he says, hey, dickweeds, here's a nice Haas and Pfeffer recipe you probably never make. He's right. Yeah. I haven't. I don't know what it is. He's right. Number one, take your favorite 20-gauge over-under shotgun afield to your hunting grounds. Mm Mm-hmm. Done. Number two, locate area with lots of rabbit activity. Okay. Flush rabbit. A good beagle will help, or if you're in a pinch, use a puggle. I, I find that... That's very specific. Curious. You know, that this is how to make Haas and Pfeffer, but you need a very specific breed of dog to hug in order to do I, it. I don't have a beagle, but I got this puggle. Yeah, we're not good. The, not, the, not the kind of canine I would immediately associate with the provider. Yeah, yeah. But um, I and, digress. And, and, and it, gets, it comes to the most important part, one of them at least, number four, shoot rabbit, ideally in the head. Number five, repeat. Number six, Bring Bounty home and skin out the rabbits in garage. I don't have one of those. Okay. Number seven, most important part. Be sure to avoid your vegetarian wife. (laughs) Try creating some sort of diversion. I need more on this diversion. That's a really interesting question. How do you do that? Uh, How how the provider does this is what I'm curious. Number eight, gut uh, gut out rabbits and quarter them up, you know. Mm-hmm. Chop them up. Number nine, marinate meat for three hours. Okay, assholes. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice instructions. Not four. <laughs> you're not. You're not upset about the asshole part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, like I'll repeat. Number step nine: marinate meat for three hours. Okay, assholes. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with it. Okay. <laughs> uh. I am too. It's really good. There's not even a question mark at the end. I'm adding that. Uh, number 10, brown meat in a frying pan. Number 11, add to slow cooker along with onions, carrots, red wine, garlic, thyme, and juniper berries. Huh. Making gin? Yeah. Number 12, add cilantro. Hold on. What? So we're quartering the rabbit and then browning it like that? Mm-hmm. And then just tossing it into a stew? Yep. Okay. In a slow cooker. You know, like some sort of like a... Um, How do you like brown a, like a quarter of a rabbit? A crock pot of, of sorts, you know? Figure it out. <laughs> uh, number 12, add cilantro. Number 13, add soap. Irish spring. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you don't can get you, it? Can, can you read that again? Number 12, add cilantro. Number 13, add soap. In brackets, Irish spring. Moving on. Number 14, (laughs) slow cook for two to four hours. Number 15, watch the 1962 episode of Looney Tunes with Yosemite Sam and the King. Uh, Number 16, now enjoy your Haas and Pfeffer. Crazy. Uh, And he also says, and hey, could you uh, review Jeremiah Johnson for me? Or at the very least, Freddie got fingered, the provider. Give a man some Haas and Pfeffer he will eat for a day. Teach a man to make Haas and Pfeffer he will eat for a lifetime. You guys, well, depends classic, how many rabbits there are. Classic provider. Yeah. So, uh, let Do you us think he <laughs> tastes soap when he eats cilantro? 
Well, I guess I guess that's the idea, you or, know. Or maybe he doesn't, but he's he one wants of, to. He's one of those people that you know the cilantro soap. Tastes like soap. Or he, but he likes it. Anyways, he's so putting he, it right in. Yeah, and adds more soap. <laughs> the, in, what you guys got to do? Moving on from the Haas and Pfeffer. <laughs> again, go to iTunes. Leave us a five star review. We appreciate it. Stitcher as well. You can also visit our website, verticalviewing.com. The donate button is right there. Click it. Helps us. It helps us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show, keeping the lights on, slicing off some internet pie. It's tasty. Mm. Jamming it in your ear every week for free. You eat it with your ears. There's no Casper ads. Stop it. I'm sorry. I'm use a, fu- I fuck it up every use week. Use a different I? company at this point. Okay. There's no me undies ads. So maybe one day someone will call us from Casper. There's no Foursquare or <laughs> Squarespace. Square. That's it. Uh, verticalviewing.com. That PayPal donate button is your friend. Uh, we appreciate anything you can do. We really do. Yeah. It helps us keep that show free as it always will be. That was a good rhyme, Scott. Whatever, man. Come on. No. Uh, our email address verticalviewing at gmail.com on Twitter at verticalviewing on Instagram at verticalviewing that is it guys yeah so we're gonna get to our review of Split momentarily cause that's really what's up oh we we gotta get into this but I wanna rapid fire through a couple of things yeah me too that we watched Red what do you, what do you got you, you watched the movie L from whoa man Paul, Paul Verhoeven whoa whoa we gotta you gotta start at the beginning here Back up. Okay, I'm sorry. But I guess, yeah, we watched L. I watched L, uh, the Paul Verhoeven movie uh, that just came out. And so what is this movie even about? Wow. I don't want to tell you because I'll spoil it. Okay. But it involves a woman uh, who is assaulted in her home. She is raped during the assault uh, and doesn't report it immediately and acts strangely afterwards and becomes suspicious about who it may have been and if it may happen again. That's good enough for me. Yeah, I don't want to say any more than that. It's good enough for me, man. Uh, very well acted, but again, we this is a curious thing we talked about. Like, if it's acted in another language, do you know if it's well acted? So uh, this is a French Yes, it's a film? French film, subtitled um, for my benefit because my French is... Uh, shall we say, uh, incomplete. And and so the character of L, yes, does does she kind of is, is she some sort of antihero? Is she um, completely twisted and out of her mind? What what is going on? Let's with call this, this movie a sexual thriller. All right, cool. Psychosexual Good thriller. Good for me. Yeah, interesting. Um, and you like it? Not one to watch with your parents. <laughs> let's say that might be uncomfortable. Or with your children, maybe. Well, luckily Sid's not going to remember. Not understand She's what not gonna, she watched. She wouldn't remember. She probably saw it. I would hope that she didn't see this movie. <laughs> However, uh, there's some. <laughs> there would be some traumatic okay. scenes. Yeah. So you recommend this movie? Is it is it good? Uh, it's not for everyone. It's definitely a challenging watch. Uh, maybe a single black diamond. Ooh. Uh, Just because it's European, right? Just because mm. it's. Well, I mean, Art House. I think we give out the double blacks a little bit easy. They're they're near impossible, right? Uh, like Jodorowsky. Uh, what's his movie? I forget the title of it, but that would be a double black. Oh, um, 
The one that he did make, not... Yeah, yeah. Something of God. The mountain? Or, yeah. Uh, anyways, this one was Holy, interesting. Holy Mountain? Holy Mountain, yeah. Um, this one was interesting, but definitely not for everyone. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Watch it if you're... Into some sexy thrillers. Okay, well, if you're okay with some uh, some violent... Uh, He's a titillating. He's a titillating director, isn't he? He's been doing this stuff for years, like Basic Instinct and like this. He it did was, Showgirls and stuff. He's yeah. He's always doing like dark, controversial stuff, sexy. Yeah, this oh, one's definitely better than Showgirls. <laughs> but is it better than RoboCop or Starship Troopers? Yeah, both of those. Or, or Hollow Man. This is more of a serious, like, uh, well, well-crafted film than okay. those. This one was nominated, so yeah. none of those others were. Uh, Mike, what are you what are you feeling over there? Uh, I recently watched "Don't Breathe," okay, the horror flick by Fede Alvarez. I think I saw a trailer. Can you remind me the premise of this, please? Yeah, so three teenagers are in like Detroit, uh, and they're trying to get the hell out of town because it's like they just hate it. They live in poverty. Uh, one of the kids' dad works for a security company, so they like break into houses that he can get keys to. Hmm. Um, so it's three kids. They go into this place uh, where this old soldier got a, a settlement because his daughter was killed in a car accident. Played by Stephen Lang. Cable. Cable. Um, he's blind, right? He's blind. So yeah. they're like, this is a cakewalk. But it is not because he's like this old army vet who things immediately go south you see in the trailer there's three of them one of the guys pulls a gun it's like don't come near me man he plays up his blindness grabs the gun and just kills him and so now there's two of them he doesn't know how many people are there at the start so because they've taken their shoes off they're being quiet there's so there's two people in the house now and they're trying to rob him at the same time while getting out of there what perspective is, is this movie told from from the old man the or from, from the, the kids okay we're following like the, the kids. old man the, kids. the old man's a scary bad guy yeah he's, in his own home it'd be cool if we're following the old man and these kids are like th the threat well <laughs> yeah that would be interesting that's the sequel and you got to murder but them. the tension is really good because uh there's not a whole lot of music in it because the sound plays such a huge part of it uh so they're just sneaking around is this better than Silence? Yeah, I enjoyed it better than Silence. <laughs> is this better than Metal Gear but it Solid it turns 5? Out, it turns out this guy is a little crazy. Like the, they, uh, He locks the doors and turns on the, the security system so they can't get out. And then because turns off quiet. the lights, right? Well, they're like, well, we're going to go into the basement because they saw a door coming out from the cellar that was locked from the inside. But then they find, I guess this is, this is not too far into the film, they find he's kidnapped the girl who got off of charges, like or that his her rich parents paid him off, who ran over his daughter. So he's kidnapped her, chained her in the basement, and impregnated her because he wants another oh, daughter. Man. Crazy. Ooh. So it's so he is not a good dude. Okay. So uh, we, and we, then, we and then there's a lot of crazy shit that happens throughout the movie. It's it's really well done. It's I good. I was pretty impressed with this That's thing. Some twisted shit. Yeah, I think it, it suffered maybe because a movie called Lights Out came out right around the same time as this movie. <laughs> Just Which one's Lights Out? I think that's the one where the the, the ghost only moves, moves in the dark when the lights are out. 
Get Ooh, it? Ooh, scary. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've heard Don't Breathe is actually really good. It's great. Um, okay. Nice. So yeah, check that out for I, sure. I watched a ton of stuff, guys. Uh, let me quickly run through some some of these crazy things. I watched the uh, the new Tom Hardy show called Taboo. Okay. Mm. How, how was this? Have you have you guys heard of this thing? Tell us about it. Uh, he's producing this show. It takes place in London in 1814. He is a dead man who's returning from like these crazy adventures in Africa after like a decade. Everyone thought he's been dead for this this whole time. And he's fucking a wild man coming back. His father his father's funeral starts off. Tom Hardy's father dies. He's like this real estate magnate in England. Uh Tom Hardy's inheriting his entire empire after returning from the dead essentially in Africa. And there's a great scene that sort of sets up this whole the tone of this show very beginning Tom Hardy's at his father's funeral uh, and the priest is doing his you know in the name of the father or Holy Spirit whatever doing his Catholic priest kind of burial shit and Tom Hardy's off at the side going just like and like rubbing weird fucking red clay on his face and doing weird you know blowing stuff off of his hands and doing this weird some other up. ritual. Some weird ritual. Maybe he learned in Africa. No one's paying attention to the priest. It's just this crazy dude doing fucked up shit at his father's funeral. So I guess it's the, the idea here is this dude is like back from the dead and running this crazy empire is going to be the premise of the show. The reason I bring this up and the reason why I like it is because it surrounds a like a dispute over some land. Uh on Vancouver Island called Nootka Sound. Oh, cool. So the whole show, they're talking about, like, the Salish people. They're talking about disputes with, like, the Haida natives and stuff. Yeah, it's very relevant to us. It's a cool show. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um, that immediately piques my interest just when you say that. But, yeah, it's like real estate quarrels if you're, cool. into, if you're into that. Back in the 1800s. Yeah. What do you got? Um, well, a couple that I think you might be excited Uh you guys might be very excited to to hear that I watched Operation Avalanche. <sighs> well, I think we should. Are we, is that going to show up? Did that did that show up on a different episode? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> well, what what do you think of this movie? I think it was uh, very good. Definitely better than uh, what was it called? Moonwalkers. Oh, that movie sucks. Yeah, that movie really sucks. Um, this movie um, made me think. Or made me happy that they did more with the premise. Uh, it was it was quite good. I think that you had ratcheted my expectations up a little high, perhaps. Um, I did that to Mike, probably too. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean it was a it was a a fun movie to watch, but it's if you're uh, a, if you're a movie maker, you're like an aspiring filmmaker. I think it has more resonance. Sure, absolutely. Because it's about I, the filmmaking I, process. Yeah, and stuff I can and, totally see it hitting home a little harder for like you or someone like Rob. You know, people that that do this. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it was a fun film and it was uh, entertaining to watch. Um, I liked the ideas, um, but it's not. I don't think it was uh, masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. But but a good film nonetheless. Mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, 
another one that I watched uh, was Deepwater Horizon. Oh, you went Ooh. for that? Yeah, Ooh. the Peter Berg uh, movie. I know you guys have spoken about already. Um, looking at the explosion that took place on the uh, oil rig that began the, what was it, 87 days? Yeah, it was insane. Maybe over 100? Of uh, oil spilling into the Gulf, Louisiana Gulf there. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Gulf of Mexico. That, sorry, yeah, Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> Louisiana Gulf. Um, yeah, that one was definitely better than uh, Patriot's Day. Um, it was exciting, but I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think I'm a fan of what Peter Berg does. I don't like him <laughs> just <laughs> choosing these tragedies. That yes, there would be moments of like extreme emotion happening during them, but like <laughs> that people died, and you're profiting from it. Like there are these movies had big Hollywood premieres, and people got dressed up, and like. The movie didn't all go to charity. The people who were there that survived probably didn't get much out of this. It's exploitation. Both movies bombed at the box office for what it's worth. Did they? Yeah. Mm. Deepwater Horizon had a huge budget and it absolutely got trashed at the box office. And Patriot's Day's made like 10 or 15 million dollars or something or maybe 20. So hopefully he learns his lesson and starts making some original films. (laughs) Like Um, Battleship. If you know what, like if he Battleship. goes, if he, I would rather see Battleship than I would watch either of these movies again, like Patriot's Day mm-hmm. or Deepwater Horizon. Not that because they're bad movies, because they're entertaining and they're, you know, they're riveting, they're heart pounding, but I don't like that he's made them. <laughs> like he, he should have, he shouldn't have, I think. Yeah. They're unnecessary as, yeah. As uh, some critics have said, I, I just think he does action so well that I think it it's all worth it for me. He does sort of. So I agree that he does it well, but I wish he would do it in other movies. Like, like we we Red and I also watched Patriots Day, and we're both highly conflicted on that movie. Yeah, uh, excellent action movie, like thrilling. The sequence all at MIT in which the uh, the dude in his SUV is getting sort of. Like, he's kidnapped, and he's sort of always on the verge of... of you don't know when he's going to run, because you know it did happen. And, like, it's... I, I remembered a lot of the news sort of unfolding on on Twitter and online as it happened. I and think that the movie plays a lot on... Because we know what's going to happen, and mm-hmm. we're just waiting for certain events to unfold. So. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was all effective for, the like, the wrong reasons. Like, the action sequences are so riveting and like I could feel the blood pumping through my temples at certain points. Yeah, it's sure. unreal. It's yeah. unbelievable. But the, the message and everything else is kind of icky. Yeah. There's a great article from uh, yeah. a writer at the Boston globe about that film that uh, I would encourage our listeners to look up and have a read through. Cause I think a resident of Boston is probably a good uh, source. Mm-hmm. I mean, that. like you mean someone like Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, I, which is surprises me, his participation in this, you know. He did not apply the critical lens that the Globe does. It's just, yeah, I wonder if that, if that's an interesting sort of token they play. Like, oh, Mark Wahlberg's here, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the other, the other thing that I watched was uh, Captain Fantastic. 
Yes, tell me about this, please. Yeah, um, this is Viggo Mortensen, right? Viggo Mortensen is amazing in this movie. Um, he uh, he he lets it all hang out in this movie, literally. Uh, <laughs> so, not the first time he's done that. Yeah, I guess. Um, so basically, he he plays a father of like six kids, all living in the Pacific Northwest, chilling in the forest, being hippies, getting homeschooled. Uh, and it, it has a lot to do with sort of how to raise a family and what are the different methods of raising kids and educating kids. Um, there's a, there's a really smug sequence in this where Viggo Mortensen's at Steve Zahn's house. He's married, Zahn. he's married to Catherine Hahn. Kind of funny. They had hyphenated last name Hahn. Hahn Zahn? Zahn. <laughs> uh, they're a great couple. They play his in-laws. Essentially, the plot of Captain Fantastic is uh, Viggo Mortensen's wife is depressed and she takes her own life at the very beginning of this movie. And it's a sort of Little Miss Sunshine road trip idea where these kids who are all homeschooled in the, you know, deep in the forest in the Pacific Northwest, they all got to rock into a bus, go across the country to mom's funeral, uh, which they've all been forbidden from attending because they're sort of alienated from the rest of the family. So you're on this track across America with these kind of crazy kooky kids and father who don't fit in. Uh, but yeah, there's this smug sequence in the kitchen at Catherine Hahn and Steve Zahn's house. They're there for the night, like dropping by, passing through as it were. And their parents are saying, you can't keep their kids in the fucking forest. Just learning about worms and shit. What are they going to learn about the world? And then he like, Viggo Mortensen calls down her two snot-nosed kids who are playing PlayStation or some shit. And then he asks them about, what is the, you know, Bill of Rights? What does it mean to, you know, an ordinary American? Some complicated, like, nice. academic question. Or a thoughtful question, yeah. perhaps. And the kids are like, uh, I don't fucking know. And then he just smugly calls down like his youngest daughter and she just like spouts the entire bill of rights and explains like eloquently. There's a lot of weird shit in this that comes across kind of not in the best way and a little, a little smug, but, Hmm. and the end of it makes absolutely no sense logically. But you know, this to me, I thought this movie was better than wilder people. Um, it feels like it's whimsical and has in that same style. It's, you know, sort of light and very positive. Hmm. Um, he says, you're not allowed to say anything. In you're not allowed to say the word interesting to his kids. You're not. Yeah. You're not allowed to say something's interesting, which I've heard from other people. And I think it's a really great, why would you say you're not allowed to use the word interesting? It's, it's not a great way to describe something. Be more specific than that. You know, say like, oh, I saw this, I read this book, it was interesting. Can I use it as like an uh, exclamation? Like if I observe something, I go, oh, interesting. It's like when an English teacher asks you a question and you just give her a one-word answer, him or her, you say, boom. You have to expand your thoughts and, you know, you can't just say something's interesting. You're not no, you can't anywhere. stop there. You're can, not I, can I say it and continue? Like, can I say, that? oh, that's fascinating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Yeah. You need to explain to your, especially Viggo Mortensen, yeah, Guys, Captain Fantastic, I think a lot of people might really go for this one. I want to see I it didn't now. personally do it, but I think some people might like freak out over Captain Fantastic. It's directed by Matt Ross, who you might remember better as 
Gavin Belson on the Silicon oh, no. Valley. No way. Yeah, for real. Hmm. Uh, so, guys, what else you got? We should uh, probably move into our yeah quickly. I've review. been watching Voltron season two. <laughs> Just came out. Nice. Yeah. This is a Netflix series. Netflix series. I really like that show, man. It uh, it's scratching the le- like Korra and uh, Avatar itch because it's the nice. same same studio. The, the showrunners aren't the same, obviously, but the animation is the comedy is the same. Feels a little familiar. And Voltron is so cool. Like they do the lions really well. I watched a little bit of this. I watched a couple episodes of season one, but I didn't stick with it. So I can I can see where you are though. Yeah, a short season. I've also been watching Guillermo del Toro's Troll Hunters. What is that? It's uh, that's already out. It's based. Yeah, it's based on his books. It's on Netflix. It's a Fuck. three. It's a three D oh, animated. I saw, I saw that. Okay. Uh, where nice. there's the troll society that lives underground, and they have a troll hunter who's a chosen hero who fights the gum gums, the bad trolls. Uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm not on board anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. Watch it. Kelsey Grammer plays one of the trolls. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, R.I.P. Anton Yelkin, who plays the main character. Um, Poor guy. But yeah, so it's about a, a Jim, the a teen, 16 year old teenager who gets chosen to be the troll hunter. Uh, <laughs> the first human troll hunter ever. And he has to be accepted by troll society and learn how to fight Aww. these bad trolls. And this hmm. isn't related to that, like troll hunter movie with not, like no. that humongous, like like that no. that Dutch movie or that, that, one, really, that, that one looks cool. That I've, one's great. I've never seen it. It just has a wicked poster, like this this jeep driving across this snowy landscape. It's like a leg. Have you, have a, you, yeah. Have you never seen that one? No. no Do yourselves a favor. Can we review it? And what, well, let's review that movie because it is amazing. <laughs> right. Nice. Let's do it. Red, you watched Blood Simple. Yes, I did. The Blood first, Simple is the first Coen Brothers, uh, Brothers movie from 1984. Stars well, uh, it's Francis McDormand's first movie. It also stars John Getz, Dan Hedaya, and uh, M. Emmett Walsh. Who's really good. Yeah, he's uh, he, some gory stuff happens to him. Like he's oh, reaching no. out a window and around a wall. Like he, So he reaches out one window and into another window. You know what I mean? Like in an apartment. Mm-hmm. So that he's in reaching into another room. And while he's doing so... Um, Francis McDormand stabs his hand into the and stick the knife go like keeps him stuck to the windowsill so he you know he can't get his hand back and so how does he get out okay so it's it's really blood simple then um well so this movie is about some relationships and some infidelity and some uh, revenge and some uh, double crossing and uh, it's very dark you know you recognize the tone right away but it's definitely not as polished as like it's a dry run for like Fargo or something like that. It's, it doesn't have the humor um, of Fargo. I didn't. I didn't find it funny okay. at all. Really, um, some interesting scenes and some interesting shots. Um, but you know, on the whole, I would say not as memorable as their other movies. I'd, it's good. And uh, any any fan of the Coen Brothers should definitely check it out because they did this before Raising Arizona, which is really when they started refining the humor into their yeah yeah. And and to me, that's one of the things that really pulls their stuff together. Like one of the reasons that it, I it's, like it so much is their dryness. Right? They feel like a really dry oh, Fargo sense is, of humor. Fargo is you know a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. 
so this one was missing that a bit. Um, there is really dark humor in sort of some of the way that some of the events unfold, but it's too, that's not what we see later. Yeah. yeah. So as I said, uh, fans of the Coen brothers should check it out, but, uh, otherwise stick to their later work. Mm -hmm. If you're, if, if, uh, I mean, this, this thing just came out on criterion. I don't know if that factored into your decision to, it was recommended, I guess maybe you didn't, did not know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a friend of mine lent me this and, uh, River's Edge, which I hopefully uh, should have prepared for yeah. the next time I'm on the show. Uh, that should do it, ladies and gents. I'm just going to say one thing really you quick. You played the game inside. Well, that, but I've also been... I started watching a series of unfortunate events. Oh, yes. Oh, nice. many Snickers. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's actually pretty good. I, I'm liking it. I'll do a more involved yeah. report next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what I'm thinking? I want to watch the movie again because it's really good. It's so the Jim Carrey one, yeah. eh? Yeah. It's really, really good, I think. He did a good job. I mean, it, it might not have aged well, but... Uh, guys, I can't, I can't contain myself any longer. My, I'm, I'm, like, excited. I, I'm freaking this. out. I, I'm, I'm almost as tense as I was waiting for the twist in Split as I am waiting to review Split. Yeah. So that we can talk about that? <laughs> I'm freaking out. Oh. So to everyone who saw the movie back in November and kept the details under wraps. Oh, you the real MVP. You the real MVP. <laughs> Goddamn heroes. Because there are people who could have spoiled Split months ago. And the spoiler for Split is is, is absolutely massive. It, it has implications. Ratcheted the score up in my mind. The implications of it are huge, guys. Oh, there are It's amazing how it changed ripples. my It's amazing how it changed my outlook. But we'll like we'll get into that. It changes yeah. like the landscape of the movie that we just were yeah, in. Exactly. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Let's do it. Right now. Split it. I speaking with now? Dr. Fletcher, it's Barry. It doesn't seem like Barry. Barry is an extroverted leader. Yes, I am. I'm going to take a professional guess based on the description of all 23 identities that live in Kevin's body that I've gotten from Barry. I think... I'm talking to Dennis. I'm encouraged we can finally meet. And I've guessed this because you've adjusted the chocolate dish twice since you came in here, and I understand you have OCD. <laughs> I see. Now I see. That's clever. That's clever. But I'm, I'm, I'm not Dennis. And you and Patricia have been banned from the light for quite a while now, primarily, shall we say, because of your beliefs. Patricia and Dennis are very unstable. I'm not Dennis. Have you both taken charge now? Please believe me. I'm Barry. 
So that was a clip from Split. Three girls are kidnapped by a man with a diagnosed 23 distinct personalities and must try and escape for the apparent emergence of a frightful new 24th. Excellent. Oh, my goodness. Synopsis. Split is directed by M. Night Shyamalan, and it stars James McAvoy, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Betty Buckley as Dr. Fletcher, the sweet old Dr. Fletcher. She's just trying to help Kevin out. She knows what's up. She knows his condition, and she she's keeps just it real. To, she's just trying to help him get through this. She's trying to prove to other people that this is her thing. Yeah, he's he's like part of her thesis statement. Mm-hmm. She's going to give a talk in oh, Paris over Skype. Oh yeah, it is over Skype, <laughs> but it's in Paris. <laughs> uh, guys, split. We're we're itching to talk about this, mostly because of the final thirty seconds of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah, is crazy. Yeah. But I guess that means we unfortunately have to slog through. I don't think it's a slog. N- I no? would love to start by pointing out to people how just unsettling the opening to this movie is. It opens up innocuously enough at, you know, a, uh, birthday, a, party. a birthday party for a teen and it's sort of winding down. Everybody's going home, but the one misfit kid who got invited sort of to make sure she didn't end up feeling bad is now not being picked up. So she's going to get a ride home. So three teens walking to the car with dad. Dad's holding the leftovers from the restaurant. The and kids the all get in the car and he's at the trunk putting stuff in. You know something bad's you, happening. Well, yeah, you or yeah, I mean, you might not even notice and you might not even pick up. The one girl notices in the rearview mirror that the stuff is spilled just before the door opens. And so when we look, the person that enters the car in the driver's seat who then locks the doors isn't who we thought is not the father someone says i think you have the wrong car he sprays all three of them in the or he puts a mask on first sorry then he sprays all three of them in the face he's very neat he only sprays the two and then anya taylor joy tries to get out but because she does that then he sprays oh yeah that's the the way that's framed is 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 it's scary it's an important distinction because she actually wasn't supposed to be there Mm mm-hmm he was only there for those two, and there's a, so. But she, that was still very well. The, we don't even know that this is planned. And she, her character immediately stands out as different from the other two, which we might find out is maybe yeah. important later I, on. I, I wasn't gonna go into as much detail okay. as you guys are, but just the <laughs> fact that these three girls then are all kidnapped by an unknown man, and then boom, the movie starts like you split. The credits like, are amazing. And I don't know if you noticed, they're, they're broken up into little blocks. Mm-hmm. Everything is of a four by six grid. So there's actually 24 versions of the credits running at the same time, all split into yeah these split personalities. It was uh-huh. really neat because uh-huh. it's a, a sort of simplistic effect, the way they show that, that it's split. It's like a checkerboard style. It feels like we're a uh, Hitchcock yeah, kind of credits. It's cool. It's and, very and, cool. And I agree with you. The, the the filmmaking on display in the opening shots is very like methodical, classical techniques. It feels like Hitchcock, which people have compared M. Night to a lot. Like he 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 sort of has like film boiled down to its like basic. Yeah, he's a lot more technically proficient than uh, people might actually realize. Well, it, it comes down to sort of the basic 
building blocks of film language, you know, like leaving shots running from long takes. Like this whole movie is told virtually in extreme close up, right? The whole film and, and a lot of characters talk directly into the camera lens back and forth. And we're literally showing people like from like chin to eyebrow, like the, this entire movie. It's very uh, intimate and tight. Ooh. Like the, the feeling of, yeah. I, I thought a bit of uh, Cloverfield Lane. 10 Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Cloverfield yeah, Lane, for sure. The way that, that it was that sort of claustrophobic, uh, trapped sort of feeling and not, uh, not knowing if you were going to be able to get above ground. But you know that there's something else sort of, you know there's another twist to this. This isn't just people stuck in a, in a jail cell like the, the, you you know some other th- thing is coming mm-hmm. uh so let's go around the room mike yeah what did you think of split did you like this movie what 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 are your thoughts here okay yes i liked the movie not as much as i did when the final 30 seconds of the movie <laughs> finished um i thought james mcavoy did a great job uh, the tone was a little weird for me from time to time because like when he would switch between personalities, it was very humorous, but uns- like it was, I think it was supposed to be unsettling, but, and there was intentional humor, I think with Hedwig with, well, like, with Hedwig, but also, um, what was the Barry? Fe- no, the female personality, Patricia, Patricia. Oh. Uh, I got there. Were, my she's theater, very funny. My, my yeah, my theater laughed a lot. I put paprika in your sandwiches, yeah. and she like oh, sticks and, her tongue out and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, and it it was so weird because it split the tension, like because obviously these girls are dealing with this very interesting individual in the fact that he's very clearly, disturbed. Clearly has all of these personalities, and Patricia is very proper, but she has no problem holding these girls captive. So that's, I th- thought that should have been more disturbing than it ended up being. It was just that it didn't quite hit the note. I wanted it to. Um, yeah. Overall, I really, I enjoyed this movie. The tension was real. And just going back to what I said before, the best thing I can say about this is James McAvoy did a great job. Uh, at making, we don't see all 23, 24 personalities on screen, but we see a, a decent number, and they're all pretty recognizable, mm-hmm. like all, instantly. Even, even the ones we don't see much, we know, like Orwell is this, I guess, like a history buff who who's just reciting all these crazy lines from history and scripture yeah, he's and always biblical. equating current events to like past major historical, yeah. Cla- events. classical hi- Roman history and stuff. And uh, was. I forget the name Jessica, maybe the the other female personality that we were introduced to at one point. Very was, like near the end when was di- was like, di- different no, no, enough. No, 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 exactly. no, no yeah. different enough from Patricia. So I I, I loved different how unique. Voice. Yeah, immediately yeah. loved how unique all of the characters and, were. And James McAvoy's face would change. I mean, his eyebrows would come down and completely scrunch his face up. And well, his posture, everything about his acting was really good. When he, whenever he turns into Dennis, like you, you, I, I bought he was a completely different character. You know, yeah, uh, and that's that's really hard to do, especially with 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 so many characters. Like twenty three, we don't see them all, but the idea is there, and that 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 seems really daunting to sort of pull off. Uh, 
Red, what do you think? I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like we got Sh- Shyamalan back at the top of his game. Um, I think even with a premise... I, d- I don't know that I find the premise super strong, the idea that trauma... Well, I don't know. It's it's maybe a controversial topic, but t- the way he says that trauma makes us stronger. That's that's one of the themes of the Definitely movie, and that's theme. what yeah. uh, the doctor's thesis is. That's what she's speaking about. She's telling, saying that like maybe by experiencing trauma, it unlocks something in our brain that we don't know, and that's why you know these multiple personalities are really real. Um, and we see it because people change their bodies and yeah, you can change your body you can change chemistry. Things like one guy could see well and one guy would need glasses or diabetic. Um, yeah, yeah. One guy needs insulin shots. I, I, I did like the diabetic. It's the video feed and it cuts off when he says like, how do you explain this mother? <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, really well timed. Um, I think that, uh, Shyamalan is a great director um, I think he his choice of material isn't always great, but um, you feel the step down in budget here for sure, right? They're running around just works, underground tunnels works so well it, in his favor. You think? Absolutely. He needs to have a restricted budget. That guy. So the, well, big, I the big studio stuff wasn't just the narrowing of focus. Like even when you think back to movies like Signs, the the tension was when they were stuck in the house, right? It's when they're like yeah. trapped in small spaces. So and and when I think back to uh, the visit, was it what's the grandparents the visit, one? The visit, the visit, where the scary parts are again when they're in small spaces and closed areas like under the house or stuck in a bedroom. So I I I think that he did a great job with this. I agree that McAvoy was fantastic physically. You could really see all these different characters. Um, I the twist that we're gonna get to. <laughs> Well, not not just the twist. There's a couple things that happen towards the end of the film. Both of them, one of them uh, changed my perspective of the whole movie. And uh, the other uh, was... The first one is set up and you can see coming a mile away, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But the uh, last one, I, I, I said on, on Facebook or Twitter, I'd give you a thousand years and you'd never guess the, the final twist of split oh you would never yeah it's it's it really shocked me i uh i visit like i i made a sound <laughs> i told michael this and i don't i made a sound i don't know what it was and i my hands i i had thrown my hands into the air and then i put my hands on the top of my head in sort of like bewilderment just like i cannot believe what i just saw whoa and then i had to sit there and mm-hmm. sort of process it for a minute yeah so did i and it, it just made everything even better yeah and so to go back to what you were saying about like the indie like vibe and sort of freedoms that Shyamalan might have now from not being under like a big studio system um do you guys feel that this movie is is like a more mature step for like Shyamalan always felt like a bit of a disney kind of director to me I, not in a bad way. Like he, he felt kind of like he made, you know, very family friendly thrillers. As much as as scary as they were, Signs is kind of a movie you could you could watch with the family. Like he felt uh, a little bit. Even I don't, though it's scary, like, I don't know that Sixth Sense is a family friendly. Well, these no. movies, they they don't feel like they're pushing any sort of boundaries. And Split at a few points, it it doesn't care to put its like it puts its audience. I think in in a few awkward places especially with 
young children involved in some abuse. Uh, uh, this, I, I don't think Shyamalan would have made these, would have put these themes in, in his movies 10, 10 years ago, 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, including including things like, like uh, yeah, child abuse and stuff is a little bit heavy for a movie like the the lady in the, or the girl in the water or whatever that I mean, was. like Sixth Sense, I think, had a few things. That one was, one character that one was, was darker, but... but Really, I don't know if we've seen as much as dark as as the Sixth Sense since. No, you're right. Other than the happening, <laughs> but the happening was stupid. Yeah, and exactly. the Sixth Sense was scary because it was like dealt, yeah. dealt with real mental illness. Um, but I have a theory, and I think I'm going to be mentioning the Sixth Sense again in a little bit when we get to uh, spoiler territory. Okay. But Scott, what did you think of what did I Split? think of Split? Uh, this movie's fucking amazing, isn't it? It's really, it's so really weird. awesome. It's really pulpy. It's really kind of schlocky, and it's really kind in the of, best way, though, right? Um, a, a lot of the sort of ideas behind, but behind the DID, a dissociative identity disorder, the leaps that the movie asks you to take with that disorder remind me a little bit of the movie Lucy. I, okay, I still yeah. haven't forced myself to watch Lucy yet. Uh, or Limitless. I mean, pseudo-scientific kind of BS. Unlocking okay. the potential of the brain. Yeah, like, Just some, I can see that. It, 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 it's, it's tricky, slippery bullshit science what? that some idiot might try in a drunk in a bar, try to sell you on, you know, say, what? like, did you know yeah, that people yeah. with split personalities can actually, you know, be actual different people and, well, you know, think, those kinds of ridiculous things. I think regardless of the source of it, I think that that's sort of a, like a, a myth that really taps into like humans, humans everywhere, everyone is going to like a story or like a myth <clears throat> that has to do with being better, with becoming more, yeah, becoming yeah. the Superman, right? Like that's, that's why we do anything. We want to be better. So that we can get more, um, but yeah, I, I really like this movie. It's it's really effective. It's really scary. I knew a twist was coming just because I'd seen all the buzz. So that, in a way, worked in the movie's favor. I felt I was sweating the whole movie, literally, and I felt like a a pit in my stomach, and it felt really uncomfortable. And I because I knew something crazy was coming, um, and it sets up sort of. A, a, a number one twist that you sort of think is what everyone's talking about. This is it. And then it punches you in the gut again. Yeah. When you're yeah, looking the sure. other direction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just before we get into spoilers, I think James McAvoy is absolutely like staggering in this performance. Crazy shit. I, I thought he was a pretty bad actor myself until this movie. Yeah, I thought, like go watch, want, uh, is it Wanted? Wanted. Yeah, really bad. Like, is this guy going to go anywhere? His performance as Xavier, I think, is pretty goddamn bad. I don't, I don't think he's given great dialogue at all. In uh, Days of Future Past and Apocalypse, he's just sleepwalking through that shit. Um, but here, he's doing heavy lifting and at times he's embodying certain characters of his psyche, but imitating he's, he's, others. He's pretending to be others. So, the, you know, his his doctor's saying, "Is this Barry I'm talking to?" And then he'll say, "Yeah," but it's we're really talking to Dennis, pretending the, to the, be Barry. And Dennis is the kind of the leader of this operation. He's the guy who kidnapped the girls. Uh, 
the rest of these people are is unfortunately the guy, are along is for Dennis the ride. Is Dennis the one in the, the gray shirt with the glasses? Yes. He's the very Dennis? neat guy. He's At the beginning, he's removing the garbage from the dashboard because he's the OCD guy. Yeah, he's a neat freak. Uh, Casey tells, I guess, Marsha, pee your pants so that this guy won't sexually abuse you because he's such a neat freak. If you're covered mm-hmm. in piss, then he's just going to... Well, that's I don't even know that she knows he's a neat freak necessarily at that point. That's just a tactic that people who are sufferers of abuse know that's will why dissuade rape and abuse. Yeah, that's what's really heartbreaking about that. Yeah, oh, guys, that's the first clue that this girl has... It's it's gotta it's gotta be spoiler past. time, isn't it? Yeah. Which one though? Uh, we're just gonna do. Let's the... do first <laughs> spoiler first. Rosebud. Yeah, like first spoiler. Like, this one's not as spoilery. Okay. So it might not even really be a spoiler. Yeah. This is like fake out spoiler. It's like the one where they're like, he's gonna. Is there really a twenty? fourth personality yeah, yeah is the beast real because he describes the beast as having fingers twice, uh, as, long. twice as long and being bigger and like the beast is super powerful so you're wondering is the beast going to be real spoiler alert sort of y- yes he is real <laughs> The description doesn't match, but... I mean, he's got tough skin. The doctor does try to stab him at one point, and the knife Knife breaks. breaks off. He runs everywhere instead of... And he's really fast. Climbs up walls. He climbs... Yeah, he just climbs... That's creepy shit. That was was a creepy shot. Seemingly bare walls with just like the... And so the the, the idea here is that one of the identities, the 24th identity... The beast. Is actually... A giant beast in, in, in which a, a step forward in yeah in evolution and uh, the abuse has caused him to be a stronger person. You know, it's given him extra strength. He's he's given actually, him the ability to unlock the beast, mm-hmm. and and he is a gigantic, like jacked up dude who he, can. He's way bigger than do, yeah than he was before. He doesn't. I don't know that he has the fingers twice as long. No, he doesn't have. And his hair isn't. He doesn't have a, a long, long mane. Yeah, they they describe him that he's going to have a long mane of hair, but he ends up just being was, McAvoy. Is I wonder, way bigger. I wonder if they shot that and then put a wig on him, and they're like, "Oh, that this looks, looks stupid. <laughs> Let's just we'll just keep his hair short." Um, yeah, and so I thought there was some pacing issues a little bit in the middle of this before we we kind of know where we're all going here, and I kind of wanted the movie to get there a little quicker, um, and and some clunky dialogue. I thought the movie could have maybe shaved off maybe five ten minutes, not a lot, just a little, but I I think it sets up this beast really well. I almost wanted the beast to look even more. I wanted more beastly look. I, I wanted it. You could even gone full CGI if you wanted, make it look cool. Like you really, I, I didn't care. Like if this, mm-hmm. I thought we were because of the village. I thought we were getting something really wacky and freaked out and like literally Sasquatch chasing people. I, I love the way they shot this guy. I like how they made his pupils ridiculously dilated, though. Like oh, so, yeah, all the close-ups yeah. of the beast's face. His, his well, the scene are just where he's, he's he's pulling the bars apart oh, is yeah. abs- absolutely bending steel, terrifying iron bars. And I love how they shoot him when he's running because you keep missing him. You know, you only see a glimpse of him shoot off screen. So you're like, oh man, he's so fast, I can't even like the camera can't even catch him. 
and you just get, get this impression of tremendous speed. Well, really cool. yeah, the the shot uh, where he because he leaves the basement where the ladies are being kept and transforms on a train. Like the beast showed up on a train. Here we go. I don't know why he goes to the train to do that. He lays some flowers on the tracks and gets on the train as if as if there's some significance to this area. There there may be that we just don't know yet. Something about his mother, perhaps. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Uh, that might be answered. Wait. It might, who knows? I don't know. Down the line. <laughs> um, but the scenes where he is running back, there's a lot of shots, especially there's a side uh, shot that, that tracks him where he's just whipping past, oh, yeah. past everything. And I love that because he's so fast. Like he can Captain America this shit, and right? Like, he's cli- Steve Rogers his way around. Climbing the gate it, back yeah, he's in. barefoot. Oh, yeah. And he climbs the gate back in. It's just up bounds up higher it's and yeah done oh, you see him land on the, the fence but the jumping over the fence is done off screen yeah just like whoa what how did he do that and so this film turns from this sort of claustrophobic everyone's trying to escape their cells the scene where marsh is trying to unlock the little slidey you the know bolt, s- the slidey bolt, bolt yeah with, with with the coat hanger really intense part where she, she sort of knocks it back into place in the whole theater oh God everyone went oh yeah it's it's, it's really you know visceral yeah. and, and you're there with because of that shit i don't even know how you do that I hey know. that's <laughs> the longest fucking coat hanger i've ever seen she totally unraveled it um yeah but but you know the beast is coming so you're the whole that that's it, made it, all the more exactly thrilling. and then and then it gets very dark and and violent for you know those moments where they're being devoured well you see the door open and you're like nice they're going to get out no it's already happening yeah of course they're actually he, he, being he, eaten. He, he beat he beat the movie back to his house essentially and like, he's <laughs> feasting on he's already eaten the one chick and he's going to eat the other one so let me ask you guys is it said in the Ugh. film at some point that the beast only devours those who are not pure. The, the pure, impure. Yeah, the impure. Yeah. We, if, if you're not pure of heart or whatever, then we, we you know, you're, you're safe. food for the pure. Well, and pure of heart in this case means you've suffered. Which is a very nice twist. I think that, that also is a twist, right? So ironically, the, the quote-unquote pure of heart here um, is, is taken to mean those who have actually been through trauma. Yeah. It, it, it's sort of... Um, like subverts the the idea of like the trope of untouched virginity in a way. Like you you figure that the two other girls, who, you know, who are consumed, they're they're the ones who are pure and the virginal they, they, girls. They, oh, these ones should be safe, right? These girls, they're at this squeaky clean but birthday their party. Happen off screen. Uh, these girls they're are like all in high school, aren't yeah. they? And they're having yeah. this birthday party that's like for eight year olds or something, right? Like it's that seems strange. These girls seem a little juvenile for Well, they are fifth sixteen. She okay. just turned sixteen because the dad at the very start says, I won't be able to drive you guys around anymore because you're about to like get your license or whatever. So mm-hmm. they're still like that's I don't know, maybe not. And and, and, and that's parties. And that's yeah. why we keep continuously cutting back to this disgusting uncle character who's abusing Casey as a very young child throughout this entire movie and we really don't know why we're flashing back to this so much until we well, get think- this reveal at the in the final moments that that it, it is the trauma that she goes through that ultimately saves her life when when the beast sees all of these scars all over her body that is when he he just 
backs off. I can't eat you. And says your heart is pure. You are pure. You are pure, yeah. Like me. Um, th- I-, I thought that really worked. And it, and it was sort of set up in a, in a nice way to sort of pay off all the kind of uncomfortable and hard scenes of abuse that we had to sort of sit through and well, were out of context until that point. I don't. I think that it's she's very obviously a victim of abuse right from the very first scene. Like when she's, she's sitting at the party, and she's yeah. abused, and I mean, there's even a joke at one point that says like when somebody makes a comment about like. He says you wear, gee, you sure wear a lot of shirts. Yeah, and that's a joke, but that's the reality of someone who suffers like s- sexual abuse. You know, like you wear a lot of clothes to cover yourself mm. up and to protect you. And it, so, this movie handled these things well. You know, like these these little clues were there. The way that she handles herself is very much, and the way she talks to the other girls, you know, she's very, she's very intelligent yeah. in the situation I, where they're very impulsive. I would, um, I would say that this movie handles the sort of, you know, the 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 way it's handling abuse is much more, I guess, it's less clumsy than the way it handles disassociative identity disorder. Like, if yeah. if, if anything, it, it's handling it with more grace. You know, as a movie looking at um, overcoming abuse and being a stronger person for it, I think that's a stronger message, or at least that's, it comes across a lot better than this message about, you know, having split personalities and stuff. Like, that sort of is... Yeah, I don't think it's trying to say split personalities is actually better. I think it's just that trauma is... That's the major message, I think. grow stronger from trauma. Yeah. It handles. There's been a lot of complaints I've read online about the way it's portraying DID. There's going to be a lot of like um, articles about this. I can understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, uh, Doctor Fletcher or whatever. I thought she was a great character, showing yeah, like she hand, she's not scared of Kevin in any of the personalities. She's handling it well. Uh, Kevin she, Wendell Crumb and the, and the back wants, and forth between her and James McAvoy's unbelievable. So I actually I thought it handled that very well. It's just then it goes back to showing that this guy is a bad guy and he's got DID and it's like he is a bad dude because of this. So it's like yeah, we're, we're respectfully well only three of twenty four. That's true. That's are true. bad, but that's, you really but he bu- still ends up being this bad. Mm-hmm. person because of it so it's just like that that's where people are complaining like of course the bad guy is gonna have this mental it's just gonna fuel more fear and hatred of it like oh, uh, i don't know about that i can understand those arguments i guess but i just wanted to point out that i thought the rest of it was handled a lot better than people are giving it credit mm-hmm. for yeah yeah I, I hope people aren't judging it on like that alone yeah without even seeing it um, because there's an even crazier twist in this movie. Yeah, Are we which into it? Spoiler after, two. Spoiler after, two. Um, comes right near the like after the end. Actually, the movie is concluded. It, it draw it redrops the awesome aerial font, big ass taking up the screen. Splitties. Well, before we do the spoiler, people I'm, start walking out. You're chomping at yeah. the bit, man. People were walking out. I was pissed. I just want to talk about how. Uh, what do you got? how it wraps up with her, her uncle showing up and saying, they're your guardians here. Yeah. Are you ready to go? And then she, she is not yeah. without like, saying a word. She says to the police officer, no, no I don't want to go with this guy. Yeah. So this was a traumatic, terrible experience for her. But at the same time, now she's 
gotten to the point where she can tell someone about the abuse that's been going on. Well, yeah, and and, it, and so, doing something about it. And, and and it matches with the beginning of the film where she. That's the reason why she never got picked up in the first place. Is is she? She maybe she got a call from the uncle, but she just didn't take it. Right? Yeah. She, she's not interested. She doesn't want to go home. In going home, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the true spoiler dun, of this dun, film. Dun. That's what's crazy, is this film doesn't end with the beast being he's defeated. A, he's bulletproof, he can heal himself. Well, uh, and see, at this point, I was like, I felt a little hollow. I was like, well, where's my goddamn resolution, guys? Yeah, we hear on the news, what they're explaining, we hear people hearing the news explaining what has happened. And the, the music, beast is loose. the music starts coming in. And we're at a diner, listening to the news. And yeah, and then... The unbreakable theme music well and then the ladies are like piping in wasn't there i don't know if you guys heard that. someone says this is like when they sent that, that weird guy to jail in the wheelchair what remember that what was his name again and david dunn oh AKA shit it's bruce willis mr unbreakable leans forward and says that was mr glass motherfuckers <laughs> or he just says mr, mr. glass, glass. <laughs> but and then you're like, oh shit, this is in the Unbreakable universe. So this Man. changes. This the- is an origin story for a Man. villain we just watched. So it's going to be un- Mr. Unbreakable against the Horde if there's ever uh, another movie made. And I really hope that there is. So to me, this united all of M. Night Shyamalan's film into one Shyamalanaverse. I, I think that's ridiculous, but go Why? on. Why? Because this film was written as a three part. Uh, like as, as a longer but why film, does that mean this can't take place they all can't take place in the same well way. here's why I'm okay. gonna tell okay. you is because M. Night Shyamalan back in the late 90s wrote this big giant script with three acts uh, that he eventually had to whittle down and Unbreakable is the first act of this or of this story so you have the superhero origin story which is Unbreakable and then you have a super villain origin story which is the beast which is hinted at at the end of unbreakable they're in the comic book store and uh mr glass actually mentions the beast i don't know if that like it's probably too early for the timeline to match up but there's a comic book with a giant beast in it um so he actually says beast i think at one point um but the, the point is is that he was setting up a superhero origin story as act one a super villain origin story as act two and then act three was these two you know mega forces colliding which okay. if, if we do get a third movie that's what we're gonna see here so okay. you like you can have a fan theory that says these are all connected but in reality it's just a sequel to one of his movies yeah so you haven't answered my like i asked why that is why that says it couldn't be yeah, but, so you have a fan theory yeah. that wouldn't be confirmed by M. Night Shyamalan. Well, maybe it would be. We'd have to ask him. Well, why do you think all his movies are connected? Because this connects to Unbreakable, so if that is true, it, it doesn't, hints that other movies may be connected. Okay, so you think that like David Dunn is a ghost, and he's also like Bruce Willis's character in Six. So Sixth Sense isn't connected, right? That one doesn't count? No, I'm not <laughs> saying that, but I am saying that like... You know how that movie is about an insane guy in the bedroom, right? 
and he's died at the beginning. Okay. okay. Like well, that kind of shit could be happening in the world where Don is running around with the beast. Like there are ghosts in that world. And there are magic portals in swimming pools mm-hmm. with Smurfs or Narfs or whatever the fuck. And aliens visited that world, like in signs and But but Joaquin Phoenix is in village and signs. Like it just you can't do this. Yeah, so, that's man. Just you because can't. Hollywood has a small pool of talented actors. <clears throat> I know you're trying to have some cool connected universe thing but the it fact could that, be true man no, it doesn't listen um <laughs> give it a chance <laughs> this this was a this vertical was, viewing at gmail.com <laughs> which side are you on leave it in the comments below do you guys think that that split <laughs> nice. sort of split successfully pulled off what 10 cloverfield lane maybe attempted to do but every it like the the it, it got spilled just by the title like 10 Cloverfield Lane, now you know it's connected to this Cloverfield universe, so any cool twist in that movie is kind of ruined. Uh, well... Split successfully pulled this off by having a ruse. You don't call it Unbreakable 2 Split or some shit. You, 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 you completely pulled the wool over everyone's eyes. But it's not Unbreakable 2, right? But it actually is, because that... No, but Unbreakable th- is about done. This wasn't about done at all. This well, was well, about a completely different character. This is about the beast but being the, split. The, the the fact that you you find out that David Dunn is in this universe and the Unbreakable story happened, you know, earlier in the timeline before James McAvoy went crazy, that recontextualizes everything that we've seen. So the crazy leap that we have to make on disassociative identity disorder makes way more sense because we're watching a fucking superhero movie It's a comic now. book movie, yeah. We're watching a comic book movie now. So that's what blows my mind so much about it, about this movie and about the awesome twist at the end that you realize that this is an Unbreakable sequel. So is, maybe... Is now everything makes sense. Now now it's... it's since it's a comic book movie, so that's the why rules I, are, are like... Well, yes bro- and like, no, because Unbreakable is a comic book movie as much as it's saying comic books are drawn from legend and myth about people that could have had these power like that was mr glass's whole thing right so this isn't a comic book movie it was a meta comic book movie yeah. in that sense and that's like... why it's so grounded and uh that's what i love about it i, I want to see another but i remember thinking towards the end here before the twist like man shaman's got a hard on for like realistic type superheroes and stuff like that when because when james mcavoy is looking at the gunshots that didn't like they just penetrated his outer outer skin they didn't actually get it through his flesh i was like man he's like he's really going hard with this stuff Mm -hmm. that's weird i'm not sure i'm really on board with that oh shit this is directly related to unbreakable i'm on board with this and i think so i think the fact that maybe i'm coming up with this shyamalanaverse theory has to do with the fact that like being a movie fan i've been conditioned lately to have these like connected universes where you have you you definitely have um so I, I I can try to dial it back to think that maybe it's just the two, but like I still think that the trees t- tried to fight back in this world. You know? Yeah, keep trying. No, I think there is a theory that you might have to bend the rules. It's going to be fudged. I think well, the, village, fudge, the village took place everywhere. in a, a forest. Like it took place somewhere in this world. Um, but I, I got to say, guys, when the music started coming in, I don't know if you guys realized this, but when James McAvoy standing in front of the mirror saying, we're going to get everyone, <clears throat> my pretties, or some shit like that, <laughs> um, he's basically saying, like, the beast is now fully taken over, and, you know, the world is our oyster, we're just going to fucking wreck shit. Uh, 
the music that starts coming in is like it's the unbreakable music i didn't realize i was hearing it i knew it was in a different movie though like i knew i was like oh that's some temp music or something that i and apparently from what i see online some people knew where that was going as soon as that music came in wow. and we start panning down the table we go oh shit this is unbreakable now uh I mean, I said it like it just. This is a this is a twist that no one could have seen coming in a thousand years. No. Um, How long ago did Unbreakable come out? Fifteen years ago. Two thousand. Wow. Amazing that you waited this long and this was like this pet project that finally came to fruition and it's just blowing people's minds. Uh, But only some people. Like, there's the caveat here that this twist. There was a lot of people in the theater that like, well, who the hell? Why is Bruce Willis here? What the? This yeah, doesn't make sense. A lot of sense. people didn't see. Yeah. So you have to be a Shyamalite, you know? Yeah. Like this is. But th- to, that's the caveat. To me, I was waiting for this big controversial twist the whole time, and I knew because Shyamalan has tricks up his sleeve. I knew that the fact that James McAvoy was also this beast character, which I think they could have taken even further, because since we're in a comic book universe, why not even go even crazier with no, the way I, this looks? Keeping it close to, to... Unbreakable is really grounded. Yeah. Super grounded. I, yes. yes. But I'm waiting for this twist the whole time, and I know it's not just the beast. I know there's something else coming. Yeah, that's not enough. And so against all those expectations, and against... M. Night Shyamalan's reputation to have these crazy twists itself, he still paid he still paid it off in such an incredible fucking way. Like, you you know a twist is coming, and this one is so out of left field. It it might be it's so my powerful. favorite twist. I wanted to ever. tell everybody that I saw as soon as I walked out the theater, but no one would let me. So that's <laughs> I, know, there, there was I people waiting. There was people yeah. waiting, and I just I wanted to Darth Vader. My, Luke, you're my father. Yeah. I'm your father. I started shit. texting Scott right away. Like yeah. I walked out of the theater and I was just like, uh, "Oh my god, it's, it's I incredible. gotta talk about this. I gotta spoil this movie for someone." Um, but I didn't. And I then I texted, texted you the next day. If you've seen this yes, movie, thank God I could talk it, about it. If you've seen it, tell everybody. Don't ruin it. Obviously, I don't believe in spoilers, but this movie makes spoilers a real. You know, I, I can I can make an argument for some, and this is a perfect example. Um, yeah. One thing before we throw some ratings on this: uh, How exactly did Mister Glass remind the 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 diner patrons of like how how exactly Cause the, cause, they just see the beast? No, and they, and they go that reminds me of Mister no, Glass. They're like, calling him the Horde. That's his actual name that they gave him, and that's what triggers uh, the horde. That's kind of like that guy that they gave a name yeah, giving, to. Giving a, vi- giving a giving bad guy a name. a name. Yeah. Is like like that guy they sent to jail. It what felt, was his name again? It and felt, like, it felt really cheesy and forced. That's what I'm talking about. This movie has some clunky dialogue. It is, at the end of the day, a really pulpy and kind of trashy Yeah, well, you ask teenage movie. girls to act, and it's difficult to get a great performance. I, I, I recommended this movie. I was going to say, I was saying to a co-worker of mine that this movie, you know, I, I'm amped to see it. I can't wait. As soon as I threw the premise to him that, you know, it's this guy has three kidnapped girls in his in his basement or something, he literally started walking away from me. Like, he was like, oh, I don't, he was like, I don't want to see it. Like, he, this movie has a reputation, I think, that as torture porn... Uh, as trashy, you know. Oh, no, dude. I, I have the opposite experience. I tell people that they should see this movie, and then I just would say, let me describe to you the opening scene. And I would tell them about 
the three kids in the car, and then someone that you're not expecting to sit in the front that's seat enough gets to get in them into it and kidnaps the three yeah, of them. Okay. And they're all like, everyone, that that is a hook, man. That, that grabs yeah. you. So for me, the, the, so well. the, fa- the fact that it is a little bit on the sort of, you know, pulpy side means that it comes down. I can't give this an eight out of 10. I do give it a seven and a half out of 10, mm. but I give the last 30 seconds of this movie. A fucking 10 out of 10, <laughs> and I cannot wait for a uh, split to Unbreakable 3. <laughs> I really hope that's the title. Done, done, oh. done. Red, what are you giving this? Um, I am not going to hesitate because I'm letting my personal feelings influence my uh, rating of this film. So, so this is an it's eight? an 8 from me Ooh, for sure. Fuck, eh? Um, I loved Unbreakable um, when it came out, I remember seeing, it's one of the first movies that I can remember watching and it finishing and just thinking that is a movie that is aimed in at, at my face. Like that is my jam right there. And I would tell people about it and how it was like, there was comics in it and he might be like a superhero, which is crazy, but it's the real world. And some people just don't dig that. I loved it. So this movie, when it, it felt like that the whole time. And then when it paid off, oh my god! What a it connected to bastard. a movie that I already liked. What a sneaky bastard! And it connects to a movie that most people will tell you is their favorite Shyamalan movie. I think like yeah. the consensus is kind of if, assuming they've seen it down to that one. Well, right? The Sixth Sense is pretty good. Signs is pretty those, good. It, it's 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 those are the th- it's just sort of magnum trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. Mike, what do you got? Man, I like Sign so much more after I rewatched it. Anyway. Uh, oh, no, swing away. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, man. Holy water. Uh, so, demons. Yeah, totally demons. It's all in the same demons. world. Uh, I give it an eight. Just, just uh, McAvoy's performances were so good. Uh, that I, I loved watching every second of this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a perfect film by any means, but it's it's worth seeing and it's, i recommend it's, it's it it's crazy it's it's amazing this thing what a kickoff to the year ladies and gentlemen i wish i could give it an eight i i'm i'm so close to it but i wish it was tighter it had some issues right but, but i was just so blown away by what mcavoy did and yeah the spoiler at the end bumped it up because before that happened i was i said i was left a little hollow yeah like, really this is it like i'm not I'm not sure that I really like this. Like, did it end? And then, and then that pops in and makes everything that much better. It's like, oh, what? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, people already leaving the theater. In my oh, case, I was. People were talking, standing, yeah. Yeah. walking around. It's bullshit. I was. They should not have put the split logo. I think right there. I don't know what. Maybe. Uh, well, I think weird. it was fine because as it's only up for a second, and then it's back up to action and yeah. s- and sound. Yeah. And, the fact that people continued to walk, like, people... <laughs> you missed this. Check yourself before you wrecked it yourself, all right? <laughs> like, you almost wrecked this movie. I'm sure a lot of you didn't hear what they were saying. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I hope... Okay, I'm calm now. You're good. I'm good. If, if you see the movie, please do. If you agree or disagree with our takes... Email us at verticalviewing at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. This thing, verse or not? It's gonna. This thing blows my mind. I think I, I fucking love it. Well, I think it's gonna be a love or hate because if you're not a fan of Shyamalan and or uh, Unbreakable, or Unbreakable yeah. watch them all. If you haven't seen Unbreakable, it's it's 
I wouldn't be surprised if people think it's around to like a six and a half yeah. or seven. Yeah. Hmm. That's our review of Split, guys. Amazing. I had so much fun checking this thing out, guys. It yeah. was such a fucking blast. Oh, it was so good. I was so happy. Yeah. Like you said, what a good start to the year. Oh, mm. fuck, guys. Um, <laughs> next week, we should be reviewing either Gold or Resident Evil, the final chapter, or maybe nothing. Or we, the founder. We don't or, know yet. Yeah, There's it's a few options. Of, it's in flux right now. It's like Schrodinger, Schrodinger's episode. Yeah, it might be any of those at the same time. What yeah. happened to Live by Night? Weren't we going to do that at no, one point? apparently it's dog shit. Oh, okay. Who knows? Let us know. Verticalviewing at gmail.com. Maybe we're just going to do uh, Jeremiah Johnson or uh, uh, what was the other one that Todd, uh, a.k.a. The Provider, wanted? Oh, uh, Freddy Got Fingered. That one I don't think is on the roster. Sorry. That's Tom Green, right? That's a bad movie. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Scott Wilson BC with two L's. Uh, I am at Jared underscore Sergeant. Pimps. I'm at Michael R. Lind on Twitter. I'm I'm actually throwing some tweets out here and there. Yeah. Okay. I saw a nice one from Red today. Funny little comic there. Yeah, some XKCD ties into being perhaps me being a teacher. Being a teacher. It's really nice. Well, it's just about not laughing when people don't know stuff. Yeah. Because everyone is always learning something new. In the U.S., 10,000 people learn something new. For the first time. All the time. It's a very nice sentiment. Yeah. This you, movie's made a decent amount of money for its opening weekend. It's crushing. Split is crushing, guys. McAvoy's a big draw. This thing is so He's Professor X. fucking good. He's got a sick-ass Scottish accent, too, if you've ever seen him interviewed. Like, you know, even thicker you than got a man crush McGregor. Is he yeah, good? he's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, the, the, the show is all available, verticalviewing.com, for free. Leave us, leave us, you know, a couple of bucks if you got the time and the money. That would help us if you to want do to this help us offset the cost for free. Yeah, help us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show, keeping those lights on. We don't have to push me undies. Yeah, but Just, they're so good, they're so comfy. Really, go to verticalviewing.com, click on that donate button. It's shiny and yellow and nice. We appreciate everything you can do. We're also on Stitcher now. Just go to Stitcher, look up Vertical Viewing. We're the only people in town. Yeah, you know we're looking it. into. I mean, I we got to follow up on some Google Google Play if you want to get us there. We should be there soon. Uh, on Twitter at Vertical Viewing, on Instagram at Vertical Viewing. You're going right down to iTunes, leaving that Haas and Pfeffer review well, recipe. Leave a five star rating, and then Sorry. beneath that, you could put in like it's, it is complicated. Yeah. You could put in a Haas and Pfeffer yeah. recipe, yeah. or yeah. just put in whatever you want. <laughs> Let Fuck us know really. which soap you like to use. Like if it's not Irish Spring <laughs> yeah. Sport, what is it? Yeah, exactly. Five stars is always appreciated. Uh, any final thoughts, guys? I've been trying to think about how this connects and how what we have next we have an amazing battle between the beast who's unbreakable and unbreakable who's unbreakable but you know what i what i sort of found this is gonna be like an avengers movie it is but you remember that part we talked about it earlier when the, um the beast gets back to his lair and like jumps over the fence is he keeping it like he's so totally in that scene keeps it vertical okay So, viewers, be like the beast. Keep it vertical.